It's amazing to me how forgetful we can be. I said, we, because I'm included in this. You know, one moment, we get a deeper, fresher glimpse of the blessing of God, his heart. And the next, we forget that word of blessing when we open up an unexpected bill in the mail. Stay tuned next on Daily in Christ for encouragement as we remember his blessings and his benefits. Welcome once again to the Daily in Christ podcast. I'm Mark Van Oos, and we have a series that I know can be of great encouragement for all of us called Blessed Beyond Imagination. This is installment number two of this series. And well, one of the signature verses of this series is in Ephesians chapter one, verse three. Now, if you have your Bible and it's good to have your Bible to open it up and look at it for yourself. Here's what it says in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Now, I want you to notice that's in Ephesians 1, 3. Notice that God is praised because we are blessed. You see, God's glory is related to our blessing. And the blessing of God is related to the grace of God. And uh, remember the definition of grace. Grace is the gift from the heart of the Father in totally loving us, totally blessing us, and totally accepting us, not because we are so good and earned it, but because he is that good and gives it. That's the grace of God. Now, Ephesians chapter 1 uh, from verse 3 downward is just full of the blessings of God. Let me just rattle through it very quickly, and we'll get into a deeper uh, study of this later on in this series. But in Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3, where we just read, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. And again, notice that God is praised because we are are blessed. And here's all of the blessings of Ephesians chapter 1. We're chosen by God, verse 4. We are predestined, not for failure, but adopted as sons. And remember, sonship relates to women and men, boys and girls. In Bible language, a son is a rightful heir. And also, we are actually joint heirs with Jesus Christ, Romans chapter 8, verse 17. And then another blessing from Ephesians chapter 1, we are highly favored in the beloved. That's in verse 6. We are redeemed through his blood and forgiven. Verse 7, we are in the riches of his grace, which he made to abound toward us in all wisdom and prudence. Verses 7 and 8. And God has made known to us the mystery of his will, verse 9. We have an inheritance, verse 11. Now, almost in bullet fashion there in Ephesians chapter 1, 
in going forward. So many things. Again, we're going to get into greater depth in Ephesians chapter 1 later on in this series. Now, by way of review, in the first installment of this uh, series, we saw that God himself is a blessing God because he is good. God is the source of all blessing, of all good. Again, because he is good. And we can see God blessing all throughout scriptures some 600 times in the Old Testament and myriad times in the New Testament. This is important to understand. We are blessed not because we deserve it, but because God is good. Let me say that again. We are blessed by God, not because we deserve it, but because God is good. By way of definition, and again, we're reviewing. If you missed that first part of this series, be sure you get it. You can download it for free. In the Amplified, uh, it amplifies the word blessed in this way. It says, happy, fortunate, to be envied. Blessing, the blessing of God, is associated with life. Conversely, the curse is associated with death. And remember what we said, that the core idea of the word blessing in the Bible is the idea of speaking a good word, and specifically blessings from God is God speaking the good word to you. And again, I hasten to add, it's not because we are so good, but because he is that good. Did you know that God's blessing brings life, prosperity, abundance, fruitfulness, multiplication, healing, righteousness, victory, favor, security, protection, peace. That's the Hebrew concept of shalom, all is well. All the God's blessings bring all that is good from God, and, and not just for us, but for future generations as well. We're going to be talking about, in a later episode, the blessing of Abraham, and we can see that the Lord, you know, unilaterally blessed Abraham. But the idea is that nations would be blessed through him. So God's blessing not only blesses our lives, but future generations as well. Now, as we talk about the blessings of God, I want you to beware of a religious kickback. Here's what I mean. When we look at the blessing of God scripturally, we can easily see that it seems to us almost ridiculously out of proportion. I mean, the blessing of God is rich. And there can be this sort of religious knee-jerk reaction that says, that can't be right. But over in Ephesians chapter 1, and uh, if it's handy, turn to Ephesians chapter 1, beginning in verse 7. It speaks of of God, verses 7 and 8, it speaks of God lavishing the riches of his grace upon us. And that Greek word literally means lavishing. The King James and the New King James might say uh, made to abound. It, It speaks of God lavishing the riches of his grace upon us. Now, you know, 
we've probably in our lives come across a uh, rich brat spoiled by foolish parents. They're rich. You know, a kid has rich parents and those foolish parents spoil the kid with whatever he wants. That's not the way God our Father is. When he lavishes the riches of his grace upon us in Ephesians chapter 1 verse 8, it says that he does so in all wisdom and prudence. In other words, it is wise and prudent for God to lavish the riches of his grace, the riches of his blessing on our lives. And remember, please, what we said just a little bit earlier, that the blessings of God, the grace of God is tied to his glory. This is vitally important. I have a few points that I need to make here to to really further, uh, more scripturally and accurately lay this out. This is not merely this study that we're involved with, and it's called Blessed Beyond Imagination. This is not merely a study to better understand blessings. Like all things from the hand of God, it leads us to understand God's great heart of love. And really, that's the distinction of our ministry here at Daily in Christ, to be ever and always Christ-centered. The Bible is a revelation of Christ and from him on to our Father and his Father and the Spirit. The greatest hermeneutic in all of the Bible, the hermeneutic is a system of understanding. All verses in the Bible need to pass through the hermeneutic of the Lord Jesus Christ and the perfection of his finished work. Christ is the center and together with him, the Father and the Holy Spirit. There's a wonderful verse uh, that I love, and the Lord used it so powerfully as I was coming to know him personally many years ago. And it's this, in Psalm 34, verse 8, listen to this. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. Boy, that that just wraps it up all together, doesn't it? Psalm 34, verse 8. Here it is again. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. Always remember to connect the blessing of God to his heart of love for you. It's important for us to connect the dots and see that they all lead to his great heart of love. Last time I shared an incredible thing from Malcolm Smith um, about the blessing of God. And this understanding of the blessing of God really speaks about him and his heart. And again, I want to encourage you, if you missed that first part in our series, you've got to download it for free and you need to listen to it. But here's a little nugget from that more extended thing from Malcolm Smith that we shared. He says this, a blessing isn't some thing that God sort of gives you, some it, some beautiful it, some wonderful it. No, it isn't an it. The blessing is the very heart of God giving himself to you and he comes with his heart. To be blessed means that you have a relationship, an actual union with God, and specifically, God the Son. 
the one we know as Lord Jesus Christ, who is called in the New Testament the Word of God. He, Jesus, is the good Word, and He is the one who brings us everything that has been promised to mankind from Abraham and before. Do you understand that? Because I hear many people talking of blessing as if it is some thing that God carries on his belt and gives bits of it away. No, when he blesses you, he gives himself to you and gives himself in Jesus, who is the word of God. That just nails it. Again, that's from Malcolm Smith. It's important to understand that God's blessing precedes anything truly good that we could ever do for God. God's blessing is first, and actually before that is God's heart and his goodness. God is ever the great I am. He is singularly the first cause. We are because God is. And Hebrews chapter 7, verse 7 says this, Now by beyond all contradiction, the lesser is blessed by the better. And that's in context with Abraham encountering uh, the high priest Melchizedek that I believe was the Lord Jesus Christ himself. And that high priest, whose name means king of righteousness and king of peace, blessed Abraham. And it's interesting, out of that blessing, Abraham gave a tithe of all. Over in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3, again, sort of our signature verse of this series, we bless God because he has blessed us. If you want to glorify God, God's blessing is indispensable. It's important to receive the blessing from his heart and hand of love. Well, today, on this episode, we're going to be focusing on Psalm 103. And if you would please turn to that psalm in the Old Testament, Psalm 103. This is a powerful psalm. And um, first one says this, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Actually, Psalm 103 is sort of a parallel of what we see over in Ephesians chapter 1. Remember, Ephesians 1 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Here in Psalm 103, we see, Bless the Lord, O my soul, all that is within me, bless his holy name. There is an interesting concept that we see over in Psalm 68, verse 19, that's uh, related to this. And listen to this. Psalm 68, verse 19 says, Blessed be the Lord who daily loads us with benefits, the God of our salvation. Psalm 68, verse 19. Did you hear that? Blessed be the Lord who daily loads us with benefits, the God of of our salvation. God doesn't just in a miserly fashion give you a little scoop of blessings. Oh, I see. Oh, it's you. Ah, I guess I can spare this little bit. No, God is generous. 
And it says here in Psalm 68, verse 19, that God daily loads us with benefits and blessing. And you know what? God gets the glory because it says there at the beginning of Psalm 68, verse 19, blessed be the Lord. Similar to Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3, and similar to what we're looking at here as we launch into Psalm 103. Are you there at Psalm 103? Now, this is a a Psalm of King David, and it's important to remember that God chose David to be king, even though he didn't deserve it. He was the youngest son of Jesse. In fact, you remember when the prophet Samuel came to find the Lord's anointed to be king over Israel, uh, he went to the household of Jesse, who had many sons. Jesse didn't even bother to call David out for the roll call for this thing. He, He had David tending the sheep. And yet, The prophet goes through all of the sons of Jesse and they're not the right one. And he says, don't you have any more sons? And the father somewhat embarrassingly, Jesse says, well, I do have one more. Yeah, the kid out there taking care of the sheep. And and the prophet says, bring him out. And that was the one that was the Lord's anointed. David was the youngest kid in a line of sons. He was not the son who would be blessed. You know, in uh, Bible typology, and this is still true in some uh, cultures today, uh, that the son is the one who receives the blessing and the firstborn son deserves the richest blessing. David was far from a firstborn son. He was sort of the runt of the litter all the way at the end. And... um, We'll have more on this idea later in the series. David would have been a nobody without the blessing of God. You know, we we see David this side of the story. We see him as the king of Israel. We see him in his exploits and, and how the Lord said to David, made a covenant with David and said, your throne's going to last forever. Messiah is the one who will be seated upon your throne one day. David. But David would have been nobody without the blessing of God. And so the Holy Spirit used King David to author Psalm 103. Let's go ahead and let's read Psalm 103. Before we do that, let's take a moment to go to the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, who has inspired this word. And the scripture promises that if we ask, he can bring illumination and revelation and understanding. Let's pray. Father, we are so grateful that we serve such a loving, good God. You are, Lord, a blessing Father. And as we continue to dig into this study of blessed beyond imagination, Lord, we remember with your help to connect the dots, remembering your benefits, remembering your blessings helps us to understand you better and your incredible heart of love, your incredible heart of blessing. Now, Lord, as we turn to the Holy Bible, your word, we don't rely upon our own human understanding and perception to get it. Lord, without your Holy Spirit, we would be nothing. But we are not without the Holy Spirit as believers in Christ. And so, Father, we 
ask of you that you would again grant unto us the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the full knowledge of you. And in that context, the eyes of our heart are enlightened, that we would know the hope of our calling, what are the riches of the glory of your inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of your power, your ability to believe, like the working of your mighty strength when you raised Jesus from the dead and exalted him to the highest place at your right hand. Father, we look forward to digging in more into your word with the help of the Holy Spirit to discover the blessings of God and a clearer view of your love and your goodness. In Jesus' name, amen. Psalm 103. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things, so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord executes righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses, his acts to the children of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in mercy. He will not always strive with us, nor will he keep his anger forever. He has not dealt with us according to our sins, nor punished us according to our iniquities. For as the heavens are high above the earth, so great is his mercy toward those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far he has removed our transgressions from us. As a father pities his children, so the Lord pities those who fear him. For he knows our frame. He remembers that we are dust. As for man, his days are like grass. As a flower of the field, so he flourishes. For the wind passes over it and it is gone. And the place remembers it no more. But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear him and his righteousness to children's children, to such as keep his covenants and those who remember his commandments to do them. The Lord has established his throne in heaven and his kingdom rules over all. Bless the Lord, you his angels, who excel in strength, who do his word, heeding the voice of his word. Bless the Lord, all you his hosts, you ministers of his, who do his pleasure. Bless the Lord, all his works, in all places of dominion. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Psalm 103. And now I invite you to join me as, as if we were in a rich 
banquet. Let's go through this psalm and savor each bit piece by piece, enjoying the goodness of the Lord. Remember what I said there in Psalm 34, verse 8. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed are all who trust in him. So let's go through these verses in Psalm 103 and let's taste and see that the Lord is good. Now, verse 1, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. You see it? God is glorified. And and do you notice that this blessing, this praising is not some sort of half-hearted things. No, it says, all that is within me, bless his holy name. It's wholehearted praise. It's body and soul and spirit. All that is within me, bless his holy name. And he, you know, that holy name, the idea of holy in the Bible means set apart. There is no name like the name of God. There is no name like the name of Jesus. Bless his holy name. As I think about the names of God, do you know there are about some 206 names of God in the Bible? For us in the modern day, a name is kind of, well, it's something that we sort of attach, you know. But in Bible times, names had meanings. And those meanings are so important. How about those Jehovah names of God? You know, like Jehovah Jireh, the Lord, our provider. Or how about Jehovah Nisi, the Lord, our victory. You need some righteousness? Jehovah Sitkenu, the Lord, our righteousness. God says, I am righteousness. And then there are the L names of God, like El Shaddai, which means uh, the God who is more than enough, the God of all sufficiency. Or how about El Elyon, the Lord Most High. God is above all. There is no one greater than him. There is no power greater than him. There is no honor and dignity greater than his glory. El Elyon, God Most High. How about the names of Jesus? Where Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Or at the uh, at the tomb of dead Lazarus, his friend Lazarus. And there is Lazarus's sister, Martha, who's grieving and saying, Lord, if you had only been here, my brother wouldn't have died. And Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life. Or how about that matchless name above all names? The name of Jesus. That Hebrew name, Yahshua, literally means God saves. God saves. What a fitting name for the Savior, Yahshua, Jesus. Bless his holy name. In just seeing those names of God, there's so much we we see in glimpses of his wonderful nature of his heart. And, and here we go at the beginning of this psalm. Bless the Lord, O my soul, all that is within me. Bless his holy name. You know, how can this happen? This wholehearted 
praise, not a half-hearted praise. I find it to be so in my life that as I get to know him better, my heart just soars in praise and worship. Really, when it comes down to worship, that word worship comes from an old English term, worth-ship, worth-ship. And we worship what we put a high value to. And, uh, you know, we have this worship instinct throughout our lives. You know, we see, you know, if you're into cars, you see a (laughs) great sports car come down the road. You're like, wow, look at that, man. That thing looks so great. You're worshiping the car. Or how about if we see something beautiful in God's glorious creation, like a beautiful, stunning sunset. Wow, look at the colors in that sky. Look at the beautiful clouds. We're worshiping God. If you've ever been to the Grand Canyon, man, it's huge. It's awesome. It's amazing. Look at this place. God, you're so awesome. Or how about when we see these incredible pictures from the Hubble Space Telescope and its view into the depths of space as you see galaxies and and all the wonders of the universe. Wow, God, you're so amazing. Cause to worship. Worship is not sitting there going, hallelujah, 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 praise the Lord, praise the Lord, glory to God, glory to God. No, worship is a response to his worth. And you can't worship what you don't know. I remember some years ago, my son, when he was a boy, suddenly was really into helicopters. He was drawing pictures and talking about helicopters. It's like, wow, how did Ben get into helicopters so much? Well, a friend of his was it in into helicopters big time and was showing him pictures and he was talking about helicopters and what they can do and the different kinds of helicopters like a an Apache helicopter or a rescue helicopter or maybe a Coast Guard uh, helicopter and so both of the boys were drawing pictures of helicopters. My son caught excitement and even worship of helicopters from his friend who was telling him of the amazing invention known as the helicopter. It's the same way with worship. Those who know the Lord in a deeper, richer way have a quicker response to worship. And that leads us to verse 2. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. As I said before, the blessings of God, the benefits of God are tied to his goodness, tied to his good heart. A few years ago, I was, uh, the Lord just was really teaching me about his goodness and his benefits. And so I started writing down uh, the things that the Lord was showing me. And I thought it would be good at this point as we uh, remember To not forget his benefits. Listen to this. This is called forgetting not God's benefits. Our God is an incredibly blessing God. The promises of God, the already done statements in scripture are astounding. And yet we are so blind to this glorious fact. So many Christians live in misery and deprivation 
when untold wealth is theirs, given from God's rich heart of love. The blessings of God, the promises of God, the rich treasury of what is already ours in Christ is astounding. In fact, so astounding that the Holy Spirit reveals it in Scripture as a construct of superlatives on top of superlatives. You'll see this uh, the Paul that Paul, who really had an incredible understanding of the grace of God, would use a superlative on top of a superlative. For instance, listen to this, Ephesians 3, verses 20 and 21. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all, that superlative exceedingly on top of superlative abundantly on top of superlative above all. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us. To him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. And again, that's Ephesians 3, verses 20 and 21. And the book of Ephesians is just chock full of these rich blessings expressed as superlatives on top of superlatives. I mean, astounding, amazing, incredible. That's the blessings of God. How about this? In Romans chapter 5, verse 17, it says this, For if by the one man's offense death reigned through the one, and there's that negative impact from the first sinner in all time in the human race, Adam, when he fell, he brought sin and death and condemnation and destruction to the human race. And it says here in Romans 5, 17, for if by the one man's offense, Adam's offense, death reigned through the one, now listen to this, this is the good news, much more those who receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one, Jesus Christ. And that phrase, reign in life, literally means to reign as a king. So let's say this again. For if by the one man's offense, death reigned through the one, much more those who receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness will reign as kings in life through the one, Jesus Christ. Man, one verse, Romans 5.17, two, you know, two striking contrasts. On the one hand, boy, we're real familiar with uh, what happened as the result of Adam's sin and failure. All the misery and sin and heartbreak and disease and, and death that's in the world came through the one man. Now, if that one man brought that, how much more... Jesus Christ, and that's the way Romans 5 is laid out, contrasting between the two, so much more. And then there are so many others uh, beyond these verses that I've mentioned. Think of the new covenant. It's all about God making us highly favored in the beloved, Ephesians 1, 6. And grace, again, by definition, means the gift from the Father's heart of love 
in giving us total love, total acceptance, total blessing, not because we are so good and earned it, but because he is that good and gives it. It's the infinite blessings freely given to us in the one he loves, the Lord Jesus Christ. And how about the heart of God's love? Jesus, in his intimate prayer with the Father in John 17, 23, says this, that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them as you have loved me. John 17, 23. Wow, did you get that? Jesus, in talking to his Father, says that the God the Father loves me, loves you as much as he loves Jesus. And not just the Father, but the Son loves us in this manner as well. Uh, in, in John 17, 9, it says this, Jesus says this, As the Father loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love, he said to his disciples. And then God met a pagan man, Abraham, And you know what? This is in Genesis 12. He unilaterally blessed Abraham. Not because Abraham was such a hot shot of righteousness, but because God is that good. Genesis 12, verses two through three. God says to Abraham, I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and I will curse him who curses you and in all in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. That's in Genesis chapter 12 verses 2 and 3. Now such blessing wasn't just meant for one man Abraham or even one family but God said through Abraham and his family and even one nation God said he would bless the nations. He said to Abraham, and in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. The blessing given to Abraham is now given to the Gentiles at a great high cost. No less than Christ. Galatians chapter 3 verses 13 to 14 says this, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. And then look at this. I feel like a kid on Christmas Day. Galatians chapter 3, verses 7 through 9 says this. It says that the nations shall be blessed. Do you see that? This is the loving, gracious, blessing heart of God. Galatians 3, 7. Therefore, God says, know that only those who are of faith are sons of Abraham. And the scripture, foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, preached the gospel to Abraham beforehand, saying, in you, all the nations shall be blessed. So then those who are of faith are blessed with believing Abraham. That's in Galatians 3, verses 7 through 9. In fact, the rich blessing of God upon the Gentiles also provokes the Jews to jealousy so that they are led to Christ. Consider this, Romans chapter 11, 
um, verses 11 through 14. I say then, they, have they, speaking of the Jew, the Jews, have they stumbled that they should fall? Certainly not. But through their fall, to provoke them to jealousy, salvation has come to the Gentiles. Now, I want to stop right there. The Gentiles don't deserve the blessing of God because the rich blessing was given through Abraham and his descendants. But the promise actually says, and to your seed, one Christ. So let me continue here in Romans chapter 11, verse 12. Now, if their fall, speaking of the Jews' fall, is riches for the world and their failure riches for the Gentiles, how much more their fullness. For I speak to you Gentiles inasmuch as I am an apostle to the Gentiles, I magnify my ministry if by any means I may provoke to jealousy those who are my flesh and save some of them. Now what he meant by those who are of his flesh, his fellow uh, brethren um, in according to his humanity, the Jews. So some thoughts there about not forgetting his benefits. You know, we can forget God's benefits, all of his benefits. Now, I don't mean some, but literally all of his benefits. And remember, they're God's benefits to you. Sad to say, most Christians don't even know most of God's benefits, They don't know the rich treasures of God's blessings found right there in the pages of the Bible, right under their nose. And then a lot of Christians might see those blessings in the scripture, but then they think they are disqualified from the blessings of God and are under a curse because of personal failure and sin. But remember, please, what Galatians chapter 3 verses 3 through 14 says this. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs upon a tree. Doesn't that just get you Galatians 3.13? Jesus became a curse. He did not deserve that at all. He did that to redeem us from the curse of the law, to rescue us from that curse and what we deserve based on our failure and sin. Jesus became the curse for us. Why? Verse 14, Galatians 3, 14, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. So, Dear Christian friend, born-again believer, you are not disqualified from any of the benefits of God because Jesus took your disqualification upon himself. He took the curse due you and me, and that is why we are blessed. Not because of our performance, but because of his perfect, stellar performance. You know, most Christians are ignorant of the deeper, greater blessings and benefits of God. And one of the reasons is that they think only superficially. Uh, They only think in terms of what they can see, what they can touch, what they can hear, taste, smell, etc. Everything in the natural. But they're ignorant 
of the deeper and greater spiritual blessings, which are found not by your eyes or your ears or your nose or your touch or whatever. No, they are seen in the Bible and not even with a human understanding of the Bible, but with the enlightening, illuminating aid of the Holy Spirit. And sad to say, many Christians read, if they get around to reading the Bible, they tend to read it as a book of law about what they should do and shouldn't do rather than a book about Christ and a book about God's grace. That's what the Bible really is all about. So in this series, we are taking the time to learn about God's blessings from the scripture as we as revealed in the scripture and illuminating to illuminated to our understanding by the Holy Spirit. We're taking time to learn about those blessings. And this teaching series is designed to help you to do just that. I want to encourage you, friend, to dig into God's word yourself. If you hear something that's being taught, you're like, wow, I got to check that out. Go for it. Check it out. You'll be surprised how the Lord leads you on from there. Remember, please, his blessings. It's easy for us to forget. Like I said at the very beginning, you get that unexpected bill in the, in the mail and you can think, oh, I'm such a loser. I'm such a failure. No, 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 no. You are a success because Jesus is your source of blessing and success. We need to remember his blessing. And please remember this, the most important thing, and that is the price that Jesus paid to bring you into blessing. His own blood, his own precious blood shed at Calvary, his life given for you. And remember, did you have a chance to hear the series that we had right before it? It was a two-part message called, He Was Crushed So That You Could Be Blessed. If you haven't had a chance to hear that message, it's a powerful one that I gave at Easter week at our church. All of these wonderful blessings become ours because he did all that. He paid all that price in love for you. The Hebrew understanding of the, of the concept of blessing is this. God's good deeds amount to benefits received from him. Let me say that again. God's good deeds amount to benefits received from him. Someone else has said this, that the blessing and benefits that we receive from God are worth The cost of them is the very life of Jesus Christ himself. No Bible-believing Christian would question or doubt the immense, infinite value of the Lord Jesus Christ and what he did for us. Well, friend, the value of God's blessings and benefits are in direct proportion to the preciousness of Jesus and the the infinite worth and value of him and his perfect finished work. Well, can you believe it? The clock has gone by too fast, and we're going to pick it up. Continuing on in Psalm 103, we've been kind of setting it all up as we continue in this series, Blessed Beyond Imagination. Let's take a moment. Now let's go to the, to the 
the God of the word, now that we've been in his word, Father, we thank you so much for your heart of love, your heart of blessing. You do that, Lord, because you are good. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed are those who trust in him. And Lord, you are so worthy of our trust. You are so good. Father, I pray that by your spirit, you would continue turning those lights on in our understanding of you, your goodness, and the blessings, the riches that you give, the grace that you give, because you are good. You are that good. And Father, I thank you for this time when we have been gathered around the scripture, your word, the Holy Bible. Take this word, I pray, for all of us, Lord, and now illuminated by the power of the Holy Spirit, that we may know you in a deeper way and make you known to others. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. This is the Daily in Christ podcast. It's a worldwide ministry sharing the good news of the gospel of grace to peoples around the world. It's a ministry that's available to you without charge. To find out more about our ministry and the many resources that are available that go even beyond this podcast, I want to encourage you to stop by the dailyinchrist.org website. That's daily in Christ.org. Our podcast is available for those with Apple devices at the iTunes store. And this podcast is available starting in 2016 from the Google Play Music Podcast store. And we have more information about how to get this podcast, whether it be on your computer or your mobile device, stop by dailyinchrist.org. Has today's lesson been a blessing to you? Well, my friend, do me a favor and do yourself a favor and do someone else a favor. Tell it to a few good friends, brothers and sisters in Christ, or maybe someone who doesn't know Christ. Invite them to learn, to taste and see that the Lord is good. Invite them to uh, listen to this podcast, Daily in Christ, and stop by our website, Daily in Christ. And remember, my friend, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him.